I almost want to bet a dollar on everyone at 800 to 1. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's out of control. How about Sung Yul Now? Morgan plays Hoffman, Sung Yul No. JJ Clean. I would not. I would not discourage anyone from betting a dollar on everyone at 800, 820. I'm going to do a $3 bet. Tonight. He's a, he's a boomer bus candidate. I'm in. Let's go. Wow. Three bucks to win 2400 Three bucks to win 2400 Dreams are made of. Mm-hmm. Wow. Welcome back to Be Right, presented by Elijah Craig. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Chris Powers. We're coming to you from the office. We have another fun guest today. We continue our... Our tour of uh, legends, legends, yeah. tour of legends, we'll call it SI legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, we had Jeff Perlman on last week, and now this week, maybe the legend. Yes, Rick yeah. for all of us, Riley, at yeah. least for us. Yeah, yeah because Dan Jenkins exactly before him, obviously. But like in our wheelhouse, and I like that yes. you're kind of incorporating me and, and your age, <laughs> even though I'm much older. But we, much. It, no, I mean we all grew up obviously reading the back page of SI, Rick yep. Riley. Uh, captured a bunch of generations. He did. Captured a bunch <laughs> of generations. Uh, so Span, spans a bunch of ages. Yeah. What I'm is very the word? Excited uh, to chat with transcends Rick. generations. Transcends <laughs> generations. Yeah. No, I mean you say the name Rick Riley, everyone knows. Yeah, uh, yeah. He is obviously, and um, I remember I happened to be at Pinehurst when it was his. He retired from mm. covering golf. I saw him and told you know you know you tell him hey you know just want to let you know right. you know, you're a legend whatever. Pay and then uh, and then. <laughs> I ended up sitting next to him at Carnoustie, Carnoustie which right. we talked about. It was crazy when Tiger made that run. Making uh, bets. With in 2018, we were making Rick bets Riley. and everything. And, the, and it was just, it was kind of cool. And he was there working on a book. And anyway, we talked about his, that and his new book and everything else. But uh, so stay tuned for our chat with Rick Riley. In the meantime, Wales Fargo Championship, Max Homa, probably about as popular of a winner as you can get, at mm. least on golf Twitter. Yeah, everybody's friend. Yeah, not, a, friend. Friend. not yeah. a single hater. It is amazing. It is amazing. He should though. be applauded for that. Good job. I, I know it, it's incredible. He's two-time guest on Be Right. Yeah. Two-time guest on Be Right. We yeah. we we love Max Homa. I mean, no one no one says anything bad about Max Homa, and it's funny because he used to be kind of known, obviously, mostly for that. But now the dude is racking up wins at a clip in the last three years. What was the stat? It's uh, Cantley. Morikawa, yep. McElroy, and JT are the only four guys wow. with more wins than Max Homa. And it's crazy if you look, too. He doesn't have a lot of top fives, but right. when he gets in the mix, yeah. he wins. Um, he yeah. closes. So yeah. uh, kudos to him. Uh, obviously, he won Tigers tournament. Uh, you know, he's won, he won this. He, he, he's, he's doing great. He won this tournament twice, twice. right? In di- two yeah. different spots. Yeah. So yeah. he's a big Wells Fargo guy. Mm-hmm. And he is, yeah. actually, if you look at his Twitter feed. <laughs> He's doing doing yeah. uh, little ads. Oh, he for does ads. Too. For them. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So um, that works out. It's all in the tea leaves. Yeah, a exactly. Lot of perspective mm-hmm. on Mother's so Day. So much perspective. He's making perspective expected. jokes. Yep. I oh, mean, yeah. what a what a ledge. So, unfortunately, I don't think any of us bet. Big miss on that one. Yeah. Um, Just the second place guy for the millionth week in a row. Second week in a row. CP and I both had a runner up. Oh, and Cam Young. Both Cam times. Well, I had him too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Two weeks in a row. It's two a Cam. Uh, and CP and champ, I had that's right. yeah, Cam Champ the week before. That is tough. Double Two Cam loser. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all liked Cam. We liked that discrepancy that you pointed out, yep. which was great. Now, of course, could have bet him top five, top ten. I mean, At yeah. least he did that Saturday did? night. I did that Sunday something. morning. He okay. was plus 320. I thought that was pretty crazy. He, yeah. I think he was tied for eighth, two yeah, shots out like, of fifth yeah. place. Yeah. and. He's a guy who I know he's contended a few times this year, but he's also had some nice Sundays where he's kind of just 
been in the back of the pack and, and jumped up on Sunday. So sure. I felt like that was kind of stealing. And then um, some good winnings there that I blew on the New York Rangers last night. And mm. then uh, Tough mm. scene and then on Rangers. one of the late games, the chasing. So too. all the hard mm. work I put in over the weekend on um, UFC, Cam Young, backdoor, uh, all undone. The double, the double loser the double last loser. night. Yes, you're a big Rangers fan, and then uh, you take the number one rule is yeah, never bet don't, on your don't team. Don't bet on your no. team. You can't. I think I saw you getting into it with Sam, uh, our boss Sam Wyman on wow. Twitter too about that, and you, you guys weren't. I thought you weren't going to bet it. But well, I did. It. Sam did not, because oh. he's, he's obviously he's much smart. smarter than no, me. No, well, yes. Well, that that leads us to our next little thing. Um, you know, I guess we, we all discussed how we got we got daggered by by Cam Young. Although shout out to Cam Young, he's playing amazing. He is, ball. yeah. Three runner ups already mm-hmm. this season, but Sam Wyman. Um, he was going to be a guest today, a, a special guest. He didn't show up to the office, you know, just calling him out. Um, and he, uh, but he did leave a, a message, a couple messages for us to play. Now, now we should give some history here. Sam, you know, got the gambling bug kind of this year with New York getting in, you know, getting yep. legalized and whatever. And for the first few weeks, he was kind of getting killed. I thought. <laughs> killed. I mean, we were kind of. He was like, ah, you know, and he gets all frazzled. Um, the last few weeks, he is on an incredible heater, and he's been very smart. If I've noticed, with he's not betting winner, you know, outright. It's yeah. not the way to make money. Is with, betting outright. It's not, and and you I mean, I know you guys, you guys mix it up more than I do. I'm usually making four or five outrights a week or something, yeah, and just hope for the big it's hit. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, but. Sam, the last couple of weeks, has been hitting on, you know, the top ten. It was, what, Zurich he was killing mm-hmm. with the with the teams, the top fives. Uh, this week he had some finishes. He had he had Homa not to win, but he had yep. finish. He had Cam Young, I think. Um, and then he did hit a winner, I think, the week before that. He did hit a big win. I forgot who it was. At the Masters he had Scheffler, but oh, it yeah. wasn't for a lot of money. No. Oh, so he's got four weeks in a row that he's been yeah. winning. That's amazing. So, anyway, I guess we should play our, our little yeah. clip from Sam. He's very smug. Smug <laughs> Sam. But, uh, hey, look, he, he deserves hey, to... Uh, he signs our paycheck. Yeah. He deserves our expense have. reports. He's taking we'll, a victory we'll lap right now. Yeah, we'll give Not him Not a victory minutes. lap in the office, <laughs> mind you, but a virtual, <laughs> a virtual victory lap, lap uh, by Sam. So, have a listen. Okay, guys, I'm sorry that I can't be live with you today, but I have a lot going on. And as you know, I have... Uh, a very busy schedule uh when you reach my level of success in the gambling space i'm hard to pin down so next time maybe just get to my agent a little earlier and we can try to arrange some time together what i did want to say is uh i am in fact on an incredible run this is three straight weeks in which i have come away not just like ahead but way ahead like life-changing money ahead like you know extra guac victor hovland ahead type of money so extremely exciting i've thought about what i can sort of impart upon other people to help them reach their goals and what i ultimately realize is i can't it's sort of this ineffable quality i have it's kind of like when wayne gretzky tried to coach the arizona coyotes that's a pucks reference for powers and he couldn't do it because it was just all innate and it was hard to articulate it's like this gift you have that the one challenge is it's so hard to be able to to pass it on to others. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm going to keep going. I wish you luck with your endeavors. I hope that you're not too demoralized when you see someone who pays about a fraction of the attention um, to the metrics that you do and still comes out way ahead. But but keep going. There's there's, no, there's something noble in, in doing something and not being very good at it. 
Oh, sorry. I forgot that I should probably give you my picks, which I usually charge for. So consider this a, uh, a freebie that maybe I can bill you for later. So uh, looking at my golfdigest.com odds for this week, uh, of course I'm going to go with a couple of guys who have already uh, delivered for me. Aaron Wise being one at plus 4,500. And then uh, Davis Riley would be definitely be another one. I have a bit of a man crush on Davis Riley, truth be told, or at least on his golf swing. So plus 5,000, definitely like both of those. And if I look a little bit further down the board, I'm going to go with uh, BGH himself, big game hunter, lefty Brian Harmon at plus 6,500. So uh, those are my picks. Um, you can collect your winnings and thank me later. All right. There's some wise words from Sam, some sharp words. Sam Sharpman went out calling Sharpman. Wiseman. Uh, Wiseman. Wiseman's actually James Wiseman. Better. That's perfect. <laughs> Uh, wow, good for him. I mean, really, I would actually take his hockey bets. I don't think I would really yeah. follow him on golf. Yeah. Um, but he obviously covered the New York Rangers for oh, yeah. a long time, so um, he smartly didn't bet the Rangers like, no. like he did. Nope. But <laughs> it was a tough weekend. The Kentucky Derby. Brutal. I lost. Derby was way crazy. Too much that money. was an all timer. Oh, my God. All right, let's do a confessional then, because I I, <laughs> yeah. I, I will admit I, I have a buddy who um, I don't know if he wants me to shout him out, but I will shout out Matt Schreifer. He won't listen to this, uh, but he's he's my I have two buddies who I call horse racing people, and he's he's probably the top guy. Now, when I say top guy, he's been feeding me bets for twenty years, and I think we've won one bet. Oh so God. he's horrendous. Now he studies this stuff though, yeah, which yeah. is the sad thing. All the track reports, the, the track yeah. reports, yeah. I mean. So he comes to us with this hot tip, Crown Pride. Oh yeah, the uh, it's a Japanese horse, Japan. I think, yeah, right. Who had been training in Dubai? Yeah, it's some crazy Fake thing. Fake speed. Anyway, all these reports, he's burning it up on the yeah, track and this and that. And we bet him the night before. And if you, I was I was disappointed by the way. At least in New York, I couldn't bet on any of the apps. You, have, you had to do separate, a separate horse racing. Exactly. Apps, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't do that, but I did it through <clears> him. And uh, we locked in, I think it was like 15 to 1 or 18 to 1. He was like, oh, by the time it goes off, it's going to be 5 to 1. <laughs> he goes, we're going to be getting great value. Because those the, the sports book this guy bets, knows what he's talking about. Uh, lock in, right? But yep. the other ones don't. I know, Correct. Right? Anyway, of course the horse is winning the, for he the was entire the, race. Yeah. Yeah. Leading at the turn. The first, not the first, the first but, quarter. But in the, yeah. He was in the top five literally the whole race. You know, Fake came speed, around the like turn, whatever. And then, he, he, I mean, he almost finished dead last. I think he finished second to last. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. Like, And we were joking. We've had numerous times where his picks don't even finish the race. One of them had to be put down, I think. I mean, it's just terrible. That's like, like uh, our, Tim Anderson, Andrew Gus. <laughs> right. Oh if we bet on a horse, it's basically a death sentence. For horse. <laughs> and uh, they're not going to win. So... You know, I got my hopes up for. I actually, when he made the turn, I was like, "He's not gonna win." Not gonna win. Yeah. I, I wasn't even excited, and sure enough, almost dead. Yeah. <laughs> People are mad about that horse because they're saying the Japanese trainers like artificially train him to run fast to get the pace up in the and race, messes up and the, that messed up like epicenter. And no one can keep that up, basically. And Zandon down the stretch, they. Pretty much. Sandon. Uh, Sandon. So he Sandon. helped out. Uh, <laughs> I don't trust you. That's <laughs> so who I bet he, on. So, so. so my that horse could have really contributed to this crazy 80-to-1 yeah. long time. Which I, kind of explains I, I it. I kind of believe it. Yeah, that, it, it's pretty Those wild. horses were gassed. Uh, it was a great um, 
Princess is doing a podcast now again. And, uh, is he? About the horses. Funhouse wow. found a clip from, from 2019. A yes. caller said something about 20, <laughs> 20 horses in the Derby. And Princess was like, I want everybody. I talk to horse people that yeah. want 20 horses in the Derby. And then his podcast the other day, he goes, there's too many horses in this Because <laughs> <laughs> there was 20. <laughs> and I guess that kind of screwed. I don't know. Like, does that... Is that play a well, role in the long shot winning? But there's always more at the derby, right? right and then right, you kind yeah, of yeah. you kind of weed out. Like some don't do the. I was up watching this, and then they come back for the Belmont. Or oh yeah, 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 I did. I watched Secretariat the other night because you yeah. get in the horse mood and you want to yeah, yeah. you want to go back and and there was like by the time they got to the Belmont there was like oh, six like horses seven, oh, yeah, yeah, and obviously yeah. dusted yeah. them all, which yeah. is still yeah, amazing. But it's not, well, it's crazy. That was still the case even like yeah. know, eight or ten years ago yeah. at the Belmont. But now people come in and they. Fly and just for that last one, right? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they're in like a four-week span of you know right. three races, so mm-hmm. you know right. it's not how it used to be. We, we this could also be a horse. Nothing's racing Nothing's how it used yeah. to be. This, <laughs> this could. Well, I'm a huge time, horse racing before, guy. Before as, as well. before uh, before um, pre-race, we should get a, yeah. a handicap run. Yeah. Not my friend. He's horrendous. <laughs> and not me, because I yeah, lost get a, a lot of money on the Oaks, I'll, on the Derby. Oh, you did? Oh, you, oh, you were on the Oaks, too. Oh, the Oaks. I, like wow. I said on our last pod. That's serious. Thing. I don't know if I said it, but I, I went to the Derby for my bachelor party 2019. That's amazing. And I, I hit a superfecta yeah. there. Like, I Whoa. thought I was the shit. I really? Mean, it was a nine-horse race. And, okay. You know. You had four horses. What was the superfecta for this? It was oh like my insane. god! Like three hundred thousand yeah. dollars retirement yeah. money. Yeah. yeah, even the exacta was like forty five hundred. Oh my god! A dollar exacta. Wow. Anyway, oh, um, I know. Yeah. We'll 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 hit some bets on the Preakness. Yeah, yeah. I've well, also been in the, the horses. Do I, yeah. Yeah. Really. Back in college. I like to turn down going to the Preakness numerous oh. times. Oh, my God. Uh, things so came up or this. I know. I wish I got again. You used all. to be able to bring in your own beer. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, we each brought in, a, like, a 30-pack <laughs> under our arm. That's sick. Been to tra- Traverse Stakes a few times. And I saw an 88-to-1 winner. Wow. Mm. Uh, Slambino. Legend. Awesome. Shout out to <laughs> yeah. One of the great track calls. Yeah, you sent that call. It's amazing. And none of us bet on it, of course. Uh, but uh, anyway, so all right, good, good horse stuff. Uh, we're gonna get into our chat with Rick Riley, but first, a message from our friends at Elijah Craig. Thanks, Alex. Once again, want to give a shout out to Elijah Craig and their support of Be Right. Elijah Craig has become a favorite, not just of mine, but of my family's as well. We were at my uncle's house on Saturday, and for the Kentucky Derby, we were enjoying the barrel proof Elijah Craig. It was so smooth and very tasty. My uncle is a huge bourbon guy, and it was his go-to on Kentucky Derby Day. He was serving it to all of his guests. So I don't know what bigger endorsement you could get uh, than that. Elijah Craig, you, you got to try it. Of course, the award-winning small batch carries with it a signature warm spice and subtle flavor. I was actually enjoying the barrel proof on Saturday neat, which is great, especially if you're sipping on a bourbon over time. It doesn't get all watered down. True bourbon enthusiasts know that's the best way to let the flavor seep through. Um, but as the weather shifts here in the Northeast and finally gets a little warmer, I'll definitely be enjoying mine on the rocks with the little, little orange bitters in my Yeti cooler. There's nothing more refreshing than that. You could go discover the greatness and more info at ElijahCraig.com slash golf digest. Once again, for all info about Elijah Craig, go to ElijahCraig.com slash golf digest. Be right is brought to you by Elijah Craig, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Bardstown, Kentucky, 47% alcohol by volume. Elijah Craig reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right. We've talked it up. We, uh, 
you know, again, our tour of legends here, SI Legends, Jeff Perlman leading into Rick Riley. Rick Riley has a new book out, so help me golf. I just got it in the mail. We'll be happy to know we discussed that during the call, how we didn't, oh, you did. we didn't get it. We didn't get it before the interview. He was kind of making fun of us. And we were like, well, we didn't get it. So it was kind of, we were kind of going back and forth. Um, <laughs> it was all, yeah. Anyway, it was a great talk. Right, Steve? I mean, it was a fantastic... Something we'll remember yeah. probably for the yeah. rest of our careers. Yeah, very, very... Too bad CP missed it. Very so missed it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, was, I was scouting up for Montclair. I know. For no, the cogn- you, cognizant bets. You wanted to, to be Due there, diligence. of course. Uh, anyway, though, we had a great chat with Rick Riley. We went a little long, but uh, that's okay. Worth it. Too worth much fun. It. Well worth it, everybody. Stay till the end. Keep listening. A lot of great stories yeah. from Rick. The and, Greg Norman story Oh, my goodness. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Definitely stick around for that one. Yeah. All right, here's a chat. Uh, have a listen to our chat with Rick Riley. All right, let's let's get started. Uh, we are very excited to welcome into the fray here, Sports Illustrated legend, ESPN legend, uh, sports writing legend in general, Rick Riley. Rick, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Wow. Was that good? Did I say I thought you had Dan Jenkins on or something? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, you're in that pantheon. Don't sell yourself short. We, we okay. So um, anyway, Rick, hope everything's going well. Obviously, we want to talk to you first and foremost about your new book coming out. Um, well, that's the thing. This is the yeah. first time I've talked about it. This is the, this is the oh, first wow. interview I've done. Get out of here. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is great. So all these questions are fresh. My answers are going to be fresh. Oh, great. Then in about six weeks, I'll hate every word that I say. <laughs> You're going to hate your I'll book. Hate yeah. my life, and I'll wish that I'd never written the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky yeah. us. No, because I'm going around the country doing country clubs and, ah. and golf clubs. Gotcha. For free. Uh, all they got to do is buy some books. And um it's, it seemed like a good idea until people started saying yes. And I think I now have 25 clubs around the country. Wow. wow. And that's uh, always like, hey, you're going to be our lead speaker at the Hills, Dilly. The, right. uh, the Flower Fest. The, drunk, <laughs> the Drunkathon. You know, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. The one day member guest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The shooting nanny. The Wild West. <laughs> the out-out. I don't know. There's a million. And like, oh, boy, this is going to be some drunk people. Well, yeah. that, that's going to be your next book, probably. So just use all, <laughs> use, use all that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. All right. So we got So Help Me Golf, Why We Love the Game. Um, you know, obviously, you've written other golf books before. Um, I know I've read Who's Your Caddy. I know I've read one of your novels, Missing Links, both very good. Where, where was the inspiration for this latest book? Where did that come from? What you're saying is you haven't read it. I haven't read the new one. No, you didn't I get a copy, right? No, I didn't get a copy of it. You didn't get a copy? No, I mean, I've been, I've been dealing with uh, with uh, Chris. Oh my god! Chris? I, no, we're I didn't on golf, we're on Golf Digest, the greatest golf magazine in the world, and you guys oh. didn't get a copy? No, no copy. I, All I, right, well, we're okay. we're coming in with just you know we want to hear about it. We want to you know yeah, the curiosity of a potential reader. So this is well, good. first of all, it's it's a staggering work of heartbreaking terrificness uh, no, it's, um, so this is a book I've wanted to do since I was 13 years old and I, uh, I I've always hated golf because my dad was a drunk and he would come home drunk from the golf course and uh, you know he would occasionally get violent and when you're six seven eight years old you you either have to hide 
when you heard the terrible click of his golf spikes coming up the sidewalk, or you'd have to go and try to uh, get in between him and your mom, which was terrifying. The whole thing was terrifying. And um, I was one of, you know, Catholic home for three siblings. And so I hated golf, hated every second thought of it. I promised myself, vowed I would never play it. But the problem is my brother played it all the time. He didn't blame <laughs> golf. And we'd, you know, as soon as my dad would leave, he'd go sneak a club out of the garage and hit, hit balls around the house. And, you know, all right, this hole's from mom's room, through the kitchen, down the laundry chute to dad's room, this and that. And, and I'd like watch him like, I'm not doing it, but it looks kind of fun. And then finally he dragged me to the range at like 12 years old. And I'm like, whoa, this is really fun. And to see, to, to, and he taught me to hit it and to see that I could control anything in my life. A kid that was, you know, whose life was just completely out of control to control this little ball and watch it fall such beautifully. You just start going, oh. And when you get a little older, like I got to like 15, I'm like, oh, it wasn't really golf's fault. Mm. It was my dad's fault. Mm. And so I started loving it. And then for some reason, because I had such a terrible start to it, I just completely took to it and just started collecting stories and hearing how people are. And I, you know, I love Jack Nicholas. And then I, I got to go to a Jack Nicholas exhibition and he looked like a Nordic God. And so the book is, the, the book is all the stories I wanted to tell. They aren't really about score, but mm -hmm. stories. They aren't really about what we shot, but how golf weaves itself through our lives and my life. Like, because it just became a central part of the fabric of my life. And uh, how I made, you know, it was my favorite thing to do, it was my favorite thing to write about. Mm -hmm. It was my favorite thing to go cover. Uh, golfers were my heroes. Uh, I got to travel out of it. I, I ended up um, teaching my kids about it. I got to, well, first off, I was a muni player. And so I had a million stories about that. And then I got to join a country club and then I got to be a gambler at it and I got addicted to it. But it's just, it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a Valentine to golf. It's not who's, it's not, oh, what's Phil doing with the Saudis or uh, what's Dustin Johnson's cocaine problems like? It's just the love of golf and what it brings to us. And so there's stories in it. Like I was at La Hinch in Ireland once and um, the caddy tells me this story. He said, well, uh, I don't know if you've ever played La Hinch in Ireland, but there's a blind par three. You, you literally can't see the green. Hmm. So you've got to hit over a hill and there's a white rock that they place sort of in line with the pin, you hope, and you hit the shot. Well, in one afternoon, four people made holes in one on that hole. Oh, and it was like the greatest day in La Hinch history. First of all, La Hinch is the most, it's like playing through your grandmother's closet. There's a goat that follows you around right. and it's the greatest little bar. And we're in, and, and the guy said, uh, everybody's in there, the caddies snuck in and the townspeople came in because everybody's drinking free. Right. Everybody, it's the greatest night afternoon in the bar's history. And the bartender's making a, pouring a Guinness and the waitresses are having the nights of their life and he's trying to make change and his wife walks in holding the ear of his six-year-old son and she marches the son behind the, the bar and says you tell your dad what you did today 
And he said, oh, I was putting, I was putting holes, balls in the hole. Oh my God. <laughs> and the bartender stops for just a second and looks at him and goes back to doing his stuff, you know, frantically. And the wife says, are you not going to punish the lad? Are you not going to do anything? And uh, the bartender says, well, yes, I am. And he picks him up and kisses him on the forehead. <laughs> right. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Incredible. Great. Do you have maybe a most rewarding moment on the golf course, Rick? Obviously, an interesting start to the game, you know, watching your father um, and his experiences. But then, like you said, you grew up to, you know, be addicted to it. And it's such a huge part of your life. Do you have a most rewarding part of it if you had to you oh, know, assign one uh, moment to? <laughs> oh, geez. So many. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, covering Tiger's first win at the Masters, and and uh, you know the, the 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 euphoria that this young black guy mm -hmm. had come to this bastion of whiteness, where it used to be only the caddies were black, never the player, to win and just run away with it, and and he's and they're and, we're, and they're marching him through the cordon of the ropes to Butler Cabin, and he's done the hug with his dad and everything, and just everybody wants to touch this walking god. Mm -hmm. And this little pudgy guy slaps him on the back. Way to go, Tiger. And it was Jack Nicholson, the actor. I was like, whoa, this is really affecting people. Wow. My personal, in my personal life, so many, but um, I played, I was playing Hillcrest out in LA. I was playing with Al Michaels, the announcer. Yep. And I hit this, I hit a good shot for once. And uh, it's, it hits the back of the green, and sort of a downhill green and starts, it starts spinning back. And Al Michaels takes over play-by-play. -play. Wow. <laughs> and he goes, uh, hold on, folks. We're not done yet. It could be. It might be. It is a hole-in-one. But Rick Renny just went crazy. And, but, wow. it, but it was perfect, you know, Monday night, Sunday night football thing. Right. It gave me chills. Wow. And, uh, and it, even though I didn't record it, I can still remember it. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, you know, it's, you, you bring up getting to play with so many guys. And obviously – just even um, in who's your caddy when you do kind of a chapter on, on all these different people, who, who was the most uh, memorable, I guess, you know, of, of playing around with for that, or, or maybe it's someone else who, who wasn't in that book. Uh, I mean, well, there's 80 new stories in this book and they're like the length of my old columns in SI. Okay. So like 800 words or a thousand words. Mm -hmm. uh, the one on Nicholas, you know, because I'm obsessed with Nicholas is, is probably 2000 words. Um, there's a, <laughs> uh, well, you know, when, when, when journalists used to have crazy money, uh, the editor at SI said, go around the world. Well, I pitched him this idea, go around the world and play. Uh, I want to go around the world and play all the unforgettable holes I've heard about. Mm -hmm. And I mean, literally go around the world, you know, Kyrie Irving would hate it, but I started fl flying East and I went <laughs> all the way around flying nothing but East till I, mean, I got back home. To Denver, uh, but so so there's a thing in there: the 18 most unforgettable holes. Okay, in order, like the most, the greatest first hole. The, oh, okay. Uh, Dan Jenkins did it for Golf Digest. Yeah, right. He's 67 or something. Yeah, and he did it in order. I always thought mm -hmm. that was cool. So, I, but no one had ever done the world. Mm. Now this was just the purest, greatest holes. Mine is like, you go to Bali Handara and you hit this, you play the first hole, and it's a par five. And if you're far enough out and you hit it on the green, monkeys come down and steal your ball. 
you know, stuff like that. Right. But I would say the most memorable story in there for me, besides all my own convoluted life, is uh, this guy, Colonel Robert Hall. He was a uh, fly, uh, reconnaissance pilot in the Vietnam War. Uh, he's flying above North Vietnam to take pictures of bridges to send back for, for bombs. Mm. And uh, he gets shot down and ends up in the Hanoi Hilton, which is this dreadful prison in Hanoi, which where John, John McCain was for mm. years. And uh, he gets four, he, get, he gets put in a cell for four years by himself, mm. six foot by seven foot. And so his family doesn't know if he's dead. No one knows what happened to the guy. Mm. He gets a half hour in the yard by himself. He finds a stick. This is the first month he was doing it. Puts the stick up his pant leg, sneaks it back into his cell. And from that day forward, played 18 holes every day. Wow. So he was from Hattiesburg Country Club. So he'd get up, kiss his wife goodbye, uh, have a cup of coffee, get in the car, wave to his buddy that ran the used car lot. Further down the street, Hattiesburg, he'd see his buddy that ran the grocery store, wave to him, pull into the club, uh, kid with the shoe shine guy, put on his shoes, say hello to the pro, meet his three best friends on the first tee, and hit his drive. Now he always hit it about 240. So he'd pace off 240 yards in the cell. Then he says, okay, the first hole, that leaves me 100, 145. That for him was a seven iron. Hit the seven iron, pace that off, pace off the putt. Said he always made par every time. No birdies, <laughs> no bubbles. Right. Um, but, but, and he wouldn't just play. Like on the fourth hole, hi, Mrs. Havemeyer. Oh yeah, I know, I'm supposed to fix the roof. Well, I hope it doesn't rain, <laughs> right? And she's waving him and, and they'd play and then he'd have his club sandwich and then get in the car and drive home. Wow. And every single day. And he had played Pebble Beach once. So he did that a bunch of times. And one time he got to go to Pine Valley and he played that and he was a good player. He was a college player. Hmm. And so after four years, they finally put him in the bigger cell with the other guys for three more years. Oh my God. After seven years, he's released. He flies back to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, lands at the airport. He left at 175 pounds. He's now 100 pounds. Oh. They bring him out to a podium with a microphone. The whole town is waiting to cheer him. Wow. And they're cheering him wildly. And he sees the used car guy. He sees the grocery store guy. He sees the shoe shine guy. He even sees Mrs. Havermeyer. And he starts, he starts to cry. And he yeah. says, you, you people kept me alive. Wow. You kept me alive. You kept me sane. And his, he's gone now. His, his son is a head pro down there. Wow. And he said, my dad always said he'd be dead if it wasn't for golf. Wow. Hmm. Man, that Jeez. just gave me chills. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Incredible story. story. Wow. God. But it's stuff like that. I mean, because, you know, I always, I always say that, my favorite thing is after the round, you just, you, we, 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 you know, you get to the best thing about golf. Like I hate speed golf in this book. I tried speed golf. Uh -huh. A, I nearly threw up B. I don't want to, I don't want to get through it. Right. I want it to last. Right. I told right. my wife it's six hours. I don't want to come back in an hour. Right. But, uh, and the best thing is, is that you get a kid with your buddies 
And then you go sit around and you have a beer and tell great stories, which yep. is all this book is, is great stories, some emotional, some, some funny. And it's, it's not what you, sh it's not the score you shoot. It's the things you remember. Mm -hmm. and it's how it affects your life. It's we, uh, one time I blew out my elbow and I couldn't play for six months and I was so unhappy. Mm. And so I never after that cared what I shot. It was just being out there. Yeah. Well, that's an incredible story about the gentleman from Hattiesburg. And um, we're, we're looking forward to reading all these other stories. You mentioned all these unforgettable holes, Rick, that you played. I saw one of them was underwater in is it, uh, Bermuda somewhere or the Caribbean somewhere. It's in the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, and I never got to play it. So I couldn't put it in my little, my 18 holes. Oh, okay. But apparently you play these leaded balls. There's also one in Ireland I did get to play. Um, this guy has just set up a raft and he's got these balls that are made of sea food and you hit it out there. And if it misses the fish, eat it. <laughs> there's, there's a hole in um, South Africa. You got to hit over a pit of crocodiles. I played that. Right. There's also a hole where you take a chopper to the top of a cliff. You ever played that? No, I think Kindred might have done that in his well, journey with Callahan. 500 bucks. I played a three-mile golf hole once in New Mexico. Uh, you have to hit it off a platform off a mountain and then walk down, hike down uh, three miles to a hole that's 50 feet wide. Wow. Bar is 18. At one point, I got to my ball, and it was surrounded by a rattlesnake. <laughs> um, and you know, you're like, well, I shot 20. I'm like, you know, I came within like 10 feet of a of a of a 19. 19, that's pretty good. Wow. Uh, yeah, there's, there's just there's so many there's just so many fantastic stories that aren't about the PGA Tour. I mean, mm -hmm. there, there's plenty of stuff in there the PGA Tour. Like, for instance, did you know Lucas Glover got the yips so bad? He now for the last four years hasn't hit a putt from three feet or less with his eyes open. Mm. His eyes are closed. Wow. Didn't realize that. Got the yips so bad. I said, well, how does, yeah. how does closing your eyes help? And he says, because the yips are all about what you, the, the terror of the moment of impact. Mm -hmm. Same with baseball, the, the moment of relief. And if you don't know when the impact's coming, and he says, he says, I'm not cured, but I do that and, and it works great. Jesus. Because remember, he would have shot 60 at Greensboro, I think, one year, and he missed a foot and a half putt. Yeah. And when you Google yips, that's the video that comes <laughs> up. I mean, poor Lucas Glover. He's Riddle. also the guy that, you know, this rumor got out that his wife oh, beat his him. wife, yeah. You know, and he says it's not true. And he's mm. also, poor Lucas, you know, he was adopted because his dad... A, a, a Toronto Maple Leaf, a Toronto Blue Jays pitcher uh, just left. And then suddenly the dad shows up after 25 years mm. at, a, at the Mexico Open. And uh, just everything seems to happen to poor Lucas Glover. Yeah. He did happen to win at Bethpage, at least. Uh, so that yeah, was right. <laughs> and he won for the first time in what, 10 years at the John Deere? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Well, I, you've mentioned a couple times Nicholas and your obsession with Nicholas, and I know I got pitched ahead of this that so you you kind of break down why he's better than Tiger, 
So I like, I want to hear your take on that. I mean, you know, obviously it's a, it's a, of course it's a legitimate debate, but I happen to have been sitting next to you. I don't know if you remember this at Carnoustie in 2018. I took a few yeah. bucks off you as well. I forgot what the bets yes, were. Yes, you I did. Side bets. But I don't want to talk about you it. You literally, and I did too, jumped out of your seat when Tiger, it was on like the 10th hole on Sunday when he was making that run. He hit right. that shot out of the bunker oh, and it was, shot. it went off the screen and we didn't know where it was. And then it landed up by the green. You were so into that moment. It was I one know, of the greatest shots I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. I'm just saying like, I'm just, you know, the, the you talked about what the, the reactions that Tiger is able to generate. Just why is Jack though, still the better golf? Maybe Tiger's the better entertainer but jack's a better golfer what, what's what's your take on all that no no there's no one i've ever seen and i've, I've i go you know back even before nicholas who played the game better than tiger okay there's no close but jack nicholas is the greatest golfer okay kept it all together he mm. had kids he had problems he had injuries and he kept it all together and you know the proof is in the is in the majors he's got 18. Mm -hmm. But just, just to go back to there's a whole, I, I go through about, I don't know, maybe 1500 words, just talking uh, about the greatest moments, the, the moments that make your mouth go when you see Tiger, yeah. when he was just out of, um, still uh, just out of Stanford, I went with him and Earl to um, the Sullivan Awards. And anyway, so uh, he, uh, as Tiger, as Tiger always did with Earl, they'd go to a black uh, municipal golf course where mm -hmm. almost everybody's black, and uh, we, we, you know went to some great places. And one day, uh, Earl says, "All right, I have set a beer cooler 96 yards out from Tiger. Uh, I've opened it, and you can see the beer cooler, and the lid's open. And Tiger hasn't even warmed up. Tiger." How many out of 10 can you put in? And he put two into the beer cooler. Wow. 96 yards. Uh, you know, the, one time I was talking to Max Home. I said, give me your greatest tiger moment. Yeah. He said, I, my first week on tour, we're at like Napper. I can't remember where they were, somewhere in California. And tiger, it was this weird range where uh, you, it was too small. So tiger had a guy with a baseball glove out on the left and I was standing next to him and he was just hitting five wood after five wood off the grass into the guy's glove. The guy didn't have to move the goddamn glove. And so then he switched to three wood and the guy sees him switch to the three wood and he goes back. What does he go back? 25 yards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with the goddamn three wood, Max says. He says, he's not a real person. It's amazing. Okay, but back to Jack. Well, first of all, I spent a day with him for this book. Uh, he's shrinking. Jack yeah. is shrinking. Yeah. He, and, he, and So I've caddy for Jack. I've known him forever. You know, yeah, they call him Karnak. He's got all the answers. But he's got all the answers because we ask him. And um, so he always has been great to me. Win or lose, he always took time to give, to give me extra time. And, um, but now he's, he's like, are you, are you growing? <laughs> He's got to be down to five foot six. Yeah. He's five eleven. Yeah, he was like, on the ceremonial tee shot this year, walking back. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just him? yeah he's so you're right. I mean, it's great. No, because you hear all these stories about when he came onto the scene, how big he was, like right. how yeah. giant he was. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Just to get to that, 
yeah moment though he could he couldn't play right he, he had to walk in his pool while i was talking to him because his knee or his back was all messed up and he, had, he said i wasn't playing he said he says my biggest problem now is i hit it so short i can hear it land <laughs> that's how we all feel yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> but um i just i just uh i think jack is the greatest i think the competition he faced was much better um you can say oh yeah the the world is better but that that murderer's row he faced every week uh gary player arnold palmer billy casper i mean billy casper won something like 60 tournaments mm -hmm. lee trevino tom watson tom weiskopf was an absolute oh, yeah. murderer mm -hmm. and then you look at what when tiger won his majors and quite often it's phil it's David Duvall, it's Ernie. I mean, that is, that's, those are nice players, but anyway, so I think the competition's uh, tougher. By the way, Nicholas was a, incredibly long like Tiger was. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got this, I always ask to swim in his pockets and he's got this money holder that he won for winning a long drive contest right. with a persimmon driver, 342 yards. He's yeah. also got in there that, uh, I said, you remember when, England made a five pound bill with your face on it. He's like, yes, I do. <laughs> England issued a five pound bill with his face on it. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. wild. And I said, do you have one? And he goes, yeah. And he pulls out of his money clip in the middle, this ratty old five pound bill. With his face. <laughs> I was like, oh, cheesy. And it's just falling apart. It's like cheesecloth. And uh, I'm like, do you, ever, do you ever go over there and accidentally spend it? And, it does. No, but it works as ID. <laughs> but anyway, it, uh, so I collect arcane facts about Jack Nicholas. Maybe you guys don't know this, but do you realize his dad, Charlie, would play for Saturday, uh, Ohio State on Saturdays, football, and then on Sundays play pro football huh. under an assumed name for the Portsmouth, whatever they were, under mm. a fake name? Wow. I did not know that. That's he said, if it wasn't for my dad, he said he got beat up so bad playing football and volleyball that he'd have to stop and rest every two holes when I caddied for him. And so I had nothing to do but chip and putt. And finally at um, 13, my dad said, do you want to learn the game? And he, I said, yeah. And within a year, he was down to scratch. Wow. And this is a kid that had polio that year. Which wow. was polio at 13. Right. Wow. Anyway, so people, are, you know, it always bugs me with Tiger. Like, oh, poor Tiger. All he's been through. I mean, all he's been through. These are all unforced errors. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, driving three times under, well, I think, at least twice under the, under the influence of pills. You know, I'm not, I'm not 10 miles from where he blew it off the road mm -hmm. without a skid mark here in California. Not a skid mark. Goes through. Two, two lanes over the medium, two more lanes, hits a tree. What if your daughter was coming up? So don't, don't tell me, yeah, he's had injury problems, but they've all been his own, his own, uh, his own fault. So mm -hmm. Jack had injuries too, got through them. Yeah. One guy had a, had a great base in life and the other guy uh, just seemed to be able to, or thought he could get away, thought he was bulletproof. And Jack never thought he was bulletproof. Yeah. Well, uh, I just got to ask one more 
Jack Tiger question. And this is a hypothetical. Obviously, there's no real answer, but you know, you have a unique perspective having seen Jack up close and Tiger up close. If Jack played in the modern era, you know, with the equipment, this is like the common question with the, you know, with the equipment of the day, the the fitness regimen, the track man, everything. Like, how do you think it plays out between Jack and Tiger? Obviously, hypothetical. We we don't know the answer, but what what's your answer to that? Interesting. You're saying you're saying Jack's alive. I mean, playing as best yeah. when Tiger's playing as best. They're the same age, but you know, uh, Jack is Jack and Tiger is Tiger. Wow, King Kong versus Godzilla. Huh. Yeah. Uh. Huh. I don't know, man. I mean, no. uh, see, you know, Jack always told me, he said, you know, I didn't know they were counting majors. Mm. But I, I just wanted to be Bobby Jones. That was my hero in life. You know, he wanted to, he wanted to stay an amateur, but Barbara said, we, you got to make some money. <laughs> right. By the way, he was the, uh, some insurance company, uh, salesman of the year in 1961 or something. That's amazing. But, um, yeah. yeah. So God, with all the, I mean, he would have been in shape. Mm-hmm. You know? He was, yeah. a, he was, he's a fabulous tennis player. Right. Uh, right. You know, he's got this right at his house. He's got this incredible, really high quality Wimbledon quality grass tennis court. Yep. And yep. guys come before they go to Wimbledon and play on that tennis court. And, and um, so, so he's a great athlete. Always yeah. was a great athlete. Tiger's a great athlete. Tiger bigger. But I think Jack would have been in that kind of shape. He wouldn't mm-hmm. have been fat Jack all those years. Right. I just think I just think Jack has the head, the head to keep it together, keep yeah. his life together. Matters a lot. Yeah. Last Jack story. You know, I'm like, I say to Barbara, like, seems like you've been in this house forever. He, she said, Yeah, I've tried to get him to move out of this house, but he won't move. And I'm like, why? And she said, because he always says the same thing. We, we raised the kids in this house. We can't leave it. Jack's a big crier. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> like for meal, like he cries when he has to retire a sandwich. <laughs> and, uh, she says, I've been trying to get him in where this pace is packed. <laughs> too much. Uh, in fact, that was in the, you know, he keeps all his golf trophies in one room, his office. And the office is little. It's like, what, 15 by 15 feet. And there's just every golf trophy you can imagine and everything, the presidential medal of freedom and this and that, you know? And uh, I said, okay, Jack, you know, Barbara's there and his agent's there. And he's like, uh, I'm like, house is on fire. You can only take one, one of these with you. Right. What would you take? You only take one. And he, he looks at Barbara and he goes, I'll take her. Oh, oh. <laughs> they're, they're a great couple still together. That's great. Uh, well, yeah, last one for me. I mean, I, you know, we could talk all day. We don't, we, you, your stories are incredible, Rick. We appreciate Let's it. Do. Let's um, do it. Let's do I got oh, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I live right. a quiet life of desperation. So just <laughs> talking to anyone. Well, lovely. no, I, I, we, we got to ask you, I mean, you touched on him before, Phil Mickelson, just the whole situation, just, just your, your thoughts on even, you know, how his comments were even reported. I know, you know, Alan. Um, and, and what you think this does for him going forward and, and can he bounce back from this? Well, you know, Alan says they were on the record. Phil says they weren't. I know Phil really well. I know the family really well. Uh, I've talked to Phil 
a hundred, I mean, I've interviewed Phil a hundred times mm -hmm. and I've talked to him off the record a hundred times. Mm -hmm. And there's two, there's a different way Phil talks mm -hmm. when he's off the record. There's a lot of MFs and there's a lot of kidding you. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot of, you know, same way with Tiger when he's off the record. Sure. It's much more earthy. Mm -hmm. it's, it's rougher, you know, guy talk. When you're on the record with Phil, he talks like a guy that represents 20 major companies. Right. And he talks like a guy that, uh, you know, he always says, you know, I, whenever I give a quote, I want to, I want I pretend I'm talking to my mother. Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, I like Alan, great writer, but there's no way in my mind, Phil thought he was on the record. Now he might've misunderstood what Alan was saying. Sure. But there's no way he won that out there. Yeah. Phil says a lot of crazy shit, right? right? Off the record. Right. But even on the record, he's kind of crazy. Yeah. Off the record, you can imagine what he's like. Or you guys know. Yeah. So, 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 I, I mean, I, I just feel like it's so sad because Phil's devastated. I mean, mm -hmm. He's devastated at what's happened. Family's devastated. And um, so, you know, they're, they're like, do you think he can come back? Of course he can come back. You know, I'm friends with Marv Albert. He was back in two years. Yeah, right. Phil will definitely be back, good as ever. This is not like he killed somebody or did something terrible. He said some really stupid things. Right. And he also, it made no sense what he was saying. These guys are MFs and they're murderers, but I might go work for them. <laughs> right. So, you know, what? <laughs> Right. That makes no sense. It reminds me of the time he went to the Masters and he says, you know, oh, I got a new plan. Well, what is it, Phil? I'm not going to play. I'm not bringing the five iron. I'm bringing an extra uh, extra whatever wedge or something like that. And I'm like, why? He goes, well, Bones and I went over the books for the last 20 years and we realized we don't hardly ever hit five iron. <laughs> the first day he shot like 74 or something. And I go to Bones. I'm going to guess you needed that five iron. He goes, yeah, yeah, we needed it a lot. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so what I don't get though, and maybe you guys, because you know you're you're covering him, why then, why then sign the release saying you might end up in the Saudi league? Mm. You got yeah. an answer for that? I mean, you know, maybe he just like kind of needs the money at this point. If like all these companies are dropping him, I don't know. I mean, forty five million a year. I know man. that's what that blows my mind. The the amount that he made for about a decade being the number two guy behind drafting off tiger. Uh, tiger yeah yeah and, and bef even before tiger came along he was making huge money he's yeah it just handed him eight million dollars for being what the most likable fun guy right right <laughs> so all of a sudden he's out he's out i mean we live in such a you know anyway i know so, so uh why would he do that i don't yeah. know he phil's always been like 20 that's always the thing with phil harder yeah. than he needs to be yeah yeah you know, Let's not have a five iron. Let's, you know, you know I don't have fat. I got subcutaneous fat. Uh, <laughs> it's always something with Phil, but he's always fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And he's always beloved too. You know, people have loved him. And I, I feel like, you know, because of that, you know, it's America. People are willing to uh, give people a second chance too. So, but I don't, I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody, Stephen, coming up to me and going, what he said about the Saudis, I just can't live with. Or what he said about the best, all they go is, when's Phil coming back? Right. Is this right. back? And I don't know that many people that are really upset about what he said, do you? No. Well, I mean, you're right. right. The, the casual golf fan, it, do, it doesn't seem to 
Bob Correct. as well. That that is true. Yeah. They want to see Phil. Yeah. They want to see Phil. I mean, they love Tiger the most, but they definitely love right. Phil. Right. That that just just a segue from that. Um, you know, obviously you love you love Jack and, and you it sounds like you love covering Phil. Is there is there someone who would be a surprising guy that you just like you loved covering that you love talking to a, a golfer that you, you know, at least when you used to do it a lot more, um, who was really fun to cover. Barkley. Barkley. Oh, Barkley is the funniest, smartest, uh, most caring, tormented person <laughs> in the world yeah. of golf ever. And he's so fun and great. And the, he just gets humiliated in front of the world. <laughs> And he just sticks with it because he's so wonderful and he's vulnerable. And I remember, so one time I, somehow they were hurting for celebrities. So I got to play in the Tahoe celebrity deal. Nice. And they put me with Barkley. Oh. I guess they knew I was close with him or whatever. And so at the celebrity thing, it's just, oh, I just die for this guy. So at the celebrity thing, you have to pick up once you've hit uh, double. Double, yeah. Right. So net double. So net he double. gets shot every hole. So par four, he gets to seven. He's putting it in his pocket. So we get to about the fifth hole, and there's 500 people around the green. And here comes Charles. He's not hitting anymore. And so I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see Tiger play golf, you got to come to the tee box. He's not getting to any greens today. He's in his pocket about – sometimes he's not – He's not even to the women's tee on this hole. He's in his pocket. So if you want to watch him play, don't come. <laughs> and he gets up in front of me and he stands over me and goes, it's not nice to make fun of fat people. <laughs> so good. He's so good. Oh. The, oh, man, the TNT stuff the other night, I don't know if you saw it with him. Like, he actually went out and drove a, the bus because he had made that comment about Durant. Anyway, that show oh, Oh, I gotta see it. Oh, it's un it's unbelievable. Oh, I don't know about so, it. Ernie Johnson let, leads him off the set, gives him the keys, and they get on the bus and he drives off the, the lot. It's un unbelievable. Okay, so I like thing about that show is uh, talking to Charles is he insists on no rehearsal. Yeah, not even no rehearsal, not even telling each other what they're gonna do or say. <laughs> right. Well, it shows because and it works. That's why it's so good. It's so, it's so good. good. All right, Charles Barkley's so funny. Yeah, he's so funny. I lied, Rick. One more question, just because I remembered in Carnoustie, oh. you were there because obviously I know you you stopped covering you know day-to-day -day sports. I don't know when was it, eight years ago, something like that. You were there though in Carnoustie because you were doing some research on the Commander in Cheat book. Mm. I just wonder, did you ever get any um any reaction from the former commander in chief once the book came out? Well, just to, yeah, just to reset it, um, I wrote this book called Commander in Cheat about yeah. Donald Trump because I'm living in Italy and I keep seeing on my Twitter feed that he's telling people he should be elected president and you need to vote for him because he's won 18 club championships. <laughs> that's, that's against the best players. That's not just, you know, get no strokes. And I'm like, you liar. Because I played with him and he told me how he does it, which is, he, whenever he buys a new course, he plays the first round with him and Melania. Yeah. And unless Melania gets lucky, he's going to win the club championship. <laughs> so 12 of the 18 were those. Yep. And I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> so I started looking into the other six. And 
sure enough, I called the pros like, or, you know, caddies I knew or people at that club. And they go, oh yeah, he wasn't even in the state for that one. <laughs> he called in and Marvin Schwartz won or whatever, shot a 74 and he'll call in from Philadelphia. Oh, I shot 71 up here. <laughs> up here. And, and, yeah, he's at some other course. <laughs> and they pull Marvin Schwartz name off the wall and put Trump up. And oh uh, one, even after the book came out, yeah. when I approved all six of those were lies. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, some of them were super seniors. And again, didn't win them, played in them. Um, then he, after the book comes out, he's in North Korea and uh, they play the uh, club championship. Mm -hmm. And a guy named Ted Virtue, who backed uh, the movie Green Book, wins mm -hmm. down at the Trump International in Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, Trump comes and sees him a month later and says, well, congratulations, but you didn't win because you didn't beat me. That's <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny. No, we're playing the, these nine holes for the championship. Oh and he's God. like, no, I, I can't. I'm playing with my son. He can play with us. So they suddenly have to play nine holes for the championship. They play this par three over water. Kid hits it on. Ted hits it on. Trump hits it in the water. And, but of course, with Trump, he's always way ahead and the caddy's way ahead. By the time they get to the green, um, the caddy says, that's Mr. Trump and that's uh, Mr. Virtue and son, your ball went in the water. And the kid's like, no, my ball's on the green. Mr. Trump went in the water. No, 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 that's not how it went. Oh, <laughs> and no. the kid goes, dad, that was a brand new ball. <laughs> and, and Virtue goes, well, we'll buy you a new ball. And so they lost by one, he lost by one and well, there was a lot of foozling and kicking yeah. and um, mulligans and, oh, you talked on my backswing and he lost by one. And his name came off and Trump's went on. Yeah. So anyway, did I get any reaction? Yeah. No. no. The guy the guy would tweet about a mean postcard someone sent him. Right. And he wouldn't say a word about my book. And I guarantee you that cost me 150000 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. And, but... What he would do is that the club I play on, uh, that he comes and plays and said he shot 67. And one time he hit it in the lake there in a big money game. And when they got there, it wasn't in the lake anymore. And he said, it must have been the tide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. he'll call, he would call during the writing of the book. And when the book came out, his favorite caddy, because he knew the caddy would carry for these four guys, that his friends. And the guy, the caddy would put it on speakerphone and he'd be like, don't nobody talk to that goddamn Riley. And how about that book? What a bunch of lies. And they're all like, yeah, right. Except they know more stories than that. Right. So anyway, it was, it was six weeks, four weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Or as Trump would say, four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was next to Jeff. Jeff Shackelford once wrote something nice about one of his courses. And Trump <laughs> called him. So like, if you wrote one nice word about him, he would have called you like instantly. But of course, yeah. he didn't. Yeah. Uh, didn't oh, well, yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's famous for that. And then if you write something bad, he sends yeah. you a note. So dishonest. He yeah, so dishonest. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. you ever hear Bamberger's story at golf? No. no. He set out to play every one of Trump's courses for a mm. piece. And uh, Trump started showing up every time he showed wow. up. Wow. And so now him and he and Trump became close. <laughs> and, uh, no, that one time, Trump said he shot 73 from the blue tees at Trump Washington. And, uh, and, um, 
that guy, uh, the, the senator said, oh, that was one of the greatest rounds I've ever seen. <laughs> so Bamberger started calling the caddy and then called this. Who's the guy in South Carolina? Oh, um, oh God. It wasn't Edwards. Was he it? hates Trump. He likes Trump. Anyway, he calls that senator. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Right, right. And he's really 73. And Lindsey goes, well, you know, <laughs> not a lot of putts hit the bottom of the hole. Oh, <laughs> but he was out there saying that he shot 73. Uh, That's this guy who plays a lot with him. I said, how big is Trump's circle of love? And the guy goes, uh, about the size of a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that the caddies call him Pele because all, all the times he kicks the balls <laughs> off the green that I he's playing against. The Wingfit have a name for him, Pele. Yeah. That's great. So um, good. No, well, he never reacted. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Too bad. Yeah, that would have been, been huge been for business. Yeah. Um, when am I going to get a break? What are you? Gonna, yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> hopefully with this book. Yeah, okay. hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, and hopefully we get a copy. We hey, we'll take a copy. Yeah, we'd love one. Off digest. We got a crack staff. A lot of Greg Norman stories. It sounds like you know. Yeah. A lot of good Greg Norman stories. It sounds like we'd love to read them. Yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, Norman's Trans Am, he's uh, some sort of supercharged up Trans Am Diablo, maybe I'm thinking, I can't remember. Yeah. It's uh, the J Jack's Muirfield Open, right? And uh, it's a rainy night. And he's, uh, and you know, when you, when Norman's in the car, he's got a million cool stories where he always ends up as the hero, you know? Mm -hmm. Every story is like, you know, I never shot a gun, bang, 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 shoot the eyes out of the duck or whatever. That's how it is with Norman. I don't know why he has a Southern accent anyway. But anyway, I said, so he's fr he was friends with this race car driver. And I said, did he teach you anything? And he goes, watch this. We're on a two-lane two road right. in Backwoods, uh, Dublin, Ohio. He throws it in neutral, hits the emergency brake, spins the wheel. We do a complete 180. Jesus. I'm seeing like telephone poles and trees and my life go by like... We must have been doing a hundred when he did it. Oh my god! And, um, so he turns to me and he's laughing. I'm like, what the? And, I, and he goes, not in the article. You can't <laughs> the article. And I go, okay, I will not put it in the article. Right. And then 20 years later, I wrote about it, but it wasn't in the article. Ah, right. was it? Right. There you go. It was in the book. It was in the book. There Incredible! You go. Oh my god! He was crazy. Oh, that guy. He was so. His life was amazing. Yeah, well, and it's still, still drama it's filled. Still playing out. Yeah. <laughs> and after he after he blew the open, he uh, I didn't write about this. Maybe I should have. He blows the or not the open, blows the Masters. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there when Dobriner came up. He's got a six shot lead. We're sitting in the clubhouse, in the locker room. Peter Dobriner, this big, ruddy faced yep. British journalist, and he comes up and says, "Sharky, even you can't fuck this." <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit! And shark just sharks all the blood leaves shark's face. <laughs> now, if you said that to Jack, Jack would be like, you know, go screw up. But yeah. Norman's like, I'm hexed. Right. Anyway, so he blows it, and I see him in the parking lot after, and I say, man, are you all right? What, what are you thinking? He goes, it's okay, it's okay. He says that hug Faldo gave me on the 18th was the greatest hug I've ever gotten in my life. He says. <laughs> huh. It was it was worse, almost worth the pain for that hug, and he started talking about how his dad never hugged him. Oh and wow! He never, he never really got a great male hug. So he wasn't getting. So touched. I was so moved by that hug. 
from Nick, and it just it's changed everything. And then, hey, you want to go? You want to go shark diving with me next week? We're going to get down 200 feet. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to go shark diving. <laughs> wow, he was crazy. What a nut. That's amazing. That's a great story. Um, all right. Well, again, Rick, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. We we look forward to seeing the book whenever whenever we do get to see it. Uh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. We wish you. I the will best. make sure you guys get one, but they're you know you got to pay. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Hey, real quick on the book. So um, it's an, I did the audio version of it too. Oh, I, signed, I signed 3,000 uh, books for Barnes and Noble. Mm. So you can get one signed if you want. Um, or, you know, find me on Facebook and we'll get you one. And um, it's been really just a balance. It's a joy. It was just a joy to write. It's a joy to have out. I hope people like it. And it's not political. It's completely clean. Uh, there's no controversy in it. It's just, it's just uh, my little Valentine to how much this game has meant to me. Sounds good. So help me golf is the book. Rick Riley is the author. Thanks again, Rick. Appreciate it. Hope hopefully we see you at a, at a tournament every once in a while. I know you you like oh. to pop up. We'll, we'll see you we'll see you out there. I, hopefully. I prefer now to have a beer with my buddies and watch and feel. Glad yeah. I'm not you guys trying to think of an angle on, you know. Yeah, yeah. A little <laughs> less pressure, right? Oh, definitely, on Pat- trying to make Patrick Cantlay interesting. <laughs> a, man, a man who had a charisma bypass as a youth, <laughs> who, who at night goes out and paints the town beige. Good luck with that. I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Let's, we might steal that one from you. Thanks. That's so good. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Take care. Rick, that was so much fun, man. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks again to Rick Riley for joining us. And uh, let's get into the AT&T Byron Nelson. Yeah, we have it. another tournament this week. And actually, you know, we had a few weeks in a row with really bad fields, mm-hmm. if we're going to be honest. This week, it's not that bad. It's it's really better than I expected, yeah, at least for... Seven in the top 15. Yeah. There. It's good. I think it was like, it might have been like 14 of the top 25, something yeah. like that. So, Strong. De- decent amount of guys. Um Steve, I mean, what you know? Obviously, this this tournament's moved around a bit in the past few years, but it's now at TPC Craig Ranch, Craig I believe, Ranch. which sounds like a name. It's yeah. kind of a guy. It's kind of a, Mr. Craig. It was a shootout last year, twenty five yeah. under. Cage Lee. I joked today that I I um I don't remember him winning at all. No offense to Cage, but I do remember Burns finishing runner up, probably because I had money on Burns. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, what what can you tell us about this course? Is it just uh, red it's red city out there? TPC, <laughs> yeah, like you said, one of the easiest courses on tour last year. Should be the same. It was like it was really wet last year, so it was even more target mm. golf than usual. Um, supposedly, it's going to be drier um so maybe it'll play a little tougher but also might you know negate the the distance here it's almost 7500 yards par 72 um you know not the most interesting course but yeah i don't know i mean it's you know it's long the par threes are tough i think the par threes are all over 200 yards besides one that's like really short um and the par fives are gettable so our guy, Andy Lack, I've been giving Andy a bunch of shout-outs, but rightfully so. Check his pod out, uh, Inside Golf Pod. He brought up that I think seven of the top ten finishers last year um, were inside the top 15 or 20 in par-5 scoring for the week. So got to take advantage of the par-5s. So I'm looking at that. And then approach shots, I think there are 
Um, 30% of approach shots are 175 yards or longer, mm. which is sig yeah, significantly mm. bigger than the tour average. So looking at that as well. Um, yeah. Should also, I mean, go back to listen to our pod with Emmett Smith for a little quick oh, break. Right. Oh, is this his? He's spot? a member. Yeah, yeah. No. has some good has some good things to say okay. about it. Okay. Um, well, anyway, Lee, right at the top here, before we get into your guys' picks, I mean, we should mention Scotty Scheffler is playing. Of course, he is a Dallas guy, and uh, well, I know he's a New Jersey guy first. Of all. <laughs> That's right. But, Ridgewood. But, uh, <laughs> born in Ridgewood, but uh, I think. Montville, really. I mean, he was born okay. in Ridgewood, but right. grew up in Montville. <laughs> Tell the PGA Tour. Bergen County. Right? He's Tell a friend. the PGA Tour to correct He's a friend line, of the family. Not the Ridgewood stuff. He is. Um, anyway, he, he's more associated with Dallas, let's just say that. He's back, and this is actually his first individual start That's since true. the Masters. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we're not going to count that Zurich Classic T18. Uh, so we, we go back to his streak now, the four wins in six starts beginning with the Waste Management Phoenix Open back in February. So it'll be interesting to see now, you know, you go almost a month. Uh, actually, yeah, you do go a full month uh, without playing an individual event if he can keep this heater up. Obviously wins the Waste Management, wins the Arnold Palmer, wins the match play, and wins the Masters. So he, of course, is the favorite, 7-1 to one odds. Uh, but, guys, who are you guys looking at this week? We're hoping Scheffler saves it for next week. Yeah, for of course. Southern Hills. That's we right. Got yeah, our, you guys. That's we got right. our nice bet. <coughs> you don't have you that. You didn't get that betted? No, I did not. Oh, Nagel's talked us into it. They're begging yeah. for us. They're begging for us to cash out. Actually, I they are. I haven't checked yeah, either. It was like double your money, basically. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know. We got him forty to one. Shout out Nagel's. We Nagels. played golf with him last week. Loves. Oh, a how does that Speaking go? Speaking of Jersey legends, dude, I will give CP credit. I don't give him a lot of credit for many things, but. I've never seen him hit the ball this well. Still really? shot his Still typical shot 82. 82. <laughs> <laughs> Missed a couple I was, of shorties. Oh, my God. But just smoking it? One three? over yeah. through eight. Oh. Thinking wow. big yeah. things. Big things, yeah. Double nine. And the rest of the you're familiar at or no? Knickerbocker. Yeah. Oh, the Nick? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, pe like peppering. I had like five birdie looks on the front. Made one of them, of yeah. course. Um, just didn't, just yeah. Could have been special. Oh Stuck it to two yeah. feet on on six. It's pretty incredible. Missed wow. it. Missed oh, that. you did miss it. But so you're hitting it about as good as you've ever hit it. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Okay. Yeah. Flushing it. Flusher. Still can't still can't get anything out of it, unfortunately. It it's coming though. It's coming. <laughs> Just like Christmas. <laughs> Should right. be a tough out in this little match play tournament. Uh, Golf yeah, hopefully oh, yeah, handicap right. gets a little lower. Yeah. This match play tournament really not. didn't happen. Huh? Bunch of interest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good. We, well, I, I guess I'm the de facto. You, I know. Steve, just because you know yeah. Sam and I were talking about it, and Sam, he's like, "Oh, well, well why don't you organize it?" Yeah. Well, okay. Exactly. Steve, now unfortunately, officially. well, not unfortunately, but Steve is very organized, and mm -hmm. because of that, if my wife uh, comes across, disagree. That's crazy, really, Steve, because you are, and because of that, you get thrown a lot of crap mm. <laughs> and um, I won't disagree with that. yeah and uh, <laughs> you, you do a good job handling all and I'm sure you do a good job with this match play tournament um, although it will be interesting to see when you know the different pairings where you, where everybody plays and this and that yeah I mean yeah. as a commission I'll be taking people to Hudson Hill <laughs> <laughs> it's not too yeah, hard no, there's gonna be like, some everyone plays drama. their own matches on their own take to the real dog track <laughs> I'll take them all the around. dog tracks of Westchester <laughs> County. Um, yeah, get them on my home turf. Yeah. 
Should be interesting. All right, all right. Let's get into TPC. Craig Grant here. Uh, CP, you go first. Who? Give us, uh, you know, a big pick, maybe Man, a medium, not, and a, a, a sleeper. Obviously, you know, not in love with anybody at the top normally, but definitely not this week. Um, yeah, it's tough. I don't know if anybody wants to peak right before the PGA. I'm not saying they won't play well. Like Brooks, I don't want to touch Brooks, but then our boy Mark Fox does this great graphic of uh, finishes the week before a major, and Brooks is, you know, either T5 or uh, misses the cut. So, um Hard to imagine he's not going to be a factor next so you're week saying like he was Brooks, at like Masters. Brooks he, really flips the switch the week before the major. If we're looking which at makes, possibly. Yeah. makes sense. Or he'll miss the cut. Yeah. Or, or he'll just, or miss or the he just cut bails it. Okay, which so is basically Brooks Koepka every, you know, yeah. every week. So yeah. it's tough. I, I have a tough time after his um, letdown at the Masters um, believing that he won't be a factor next week. So I'm considering him at, at, at this solid number and uh, maybe a top five, maybe go full Sammy Weinman here and, and just top five and be safe. So, mm. But other than that, not in love with anybody until the 60s wow. range, to be honest with I you. I thought we were going to have some uh, coordination on Willie well, I'm on DraftKings. I told you FanDuel doesn't accept my money. I mean, 14 to 1. Willie Z's 14 to 1 on DraftKings. It's, it's brutal. So I, we love I Willie Z, but yeah. come on. Come on now. Last night I was That's working absurd. some parlays. That's I, not, what's like, not FanDuel. 20, luckily 25? called them off. Even that. I caught Even 25 on the I would, I would take I that in a second. It's on. Yeah. 14 is absurd. <clears throat> yeah. can't, can't do that. Sorry, Willie Z. <laughs> uh, Love my weight guy, but can't do that. <laughs> these, deeks, these deeks are killing 25 me. 25 still? I got 22 <clears throat> yesterday. Um, so I had a $20 free bet. All right. Season. Maybe maybe it's it's too it's too it's too convenient. Yeah, it's too easy. Convenient. Yeah, no, I like him next week enough. too. That's yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. But this he's got to have his eyes on next week. This tournament last year, he lost over four strokes putting, and you know, Sounds still finished right. like fifteenth. I know. <laughs> yeah. Putting. I don't wait, know. wait, wait. Was, was that? Did he have a good week? Then, or <laughs> he had a good week still. He oh. finished like seventeen. No, I mean, was that a good week putting or bad? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Really? Uh, but these are not tough greens to putt. No. Yeah. So, like, you know, I would bet on him, you know, going back closer to the mean with his putting. Um, you said it's not a week for the top guys. And, you know, motivation, I think, is certainly questionable. You know, obviously, like, Scheffler will have his eyes set on Southern Hills, some of these other guys, DJ. But Justin Thomas, Andy brought this up on his pod, too. JT hasn't won in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so – is he just using this week as major prep, or is he actually trying to get back in the winner's circle? I think there's a case to be made that, you know, he's trying as hard as anyone, you know, to get that win. This is not just major prep for him. Like, it it really pisses him off not to have a win in mm-hmm. such a long time. So I'm considering putting a big boy bet in on him. You know, it's an approach week, um, birdie week. Like, he'd go super low. And he's been working on the putting. He talked about that. With us on the pod, um, his new putting guy was his name David Graham or something. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. JT would be the guy I consider up top, but haven't pulled the trigger yet. JT and some bombs. Yeah, and Willie Z, who's your sixty guy? I'm trying to strike on Cam Champ here, sixty-five yep. to one. Mm. I believe he yeah. is. Yep. I also bet that. Um, six, six in Mexico. Obviously, we were on him. Um, not runner-up. I guess we lied about that. He finished sixth. Uh, yeah, well, he was pretty much runner-up. He should have won. Yeah, he should have won. Tenth at the Masters, obviously. Um, you got to try and be early on him. I'd, I'd rather be early than late when, you know, 
next time he plays, and he's 30-1. to one. So iron play has been poor, but he's actually minimally Hasn't. improved the past few weeks. And yeah. uh, his minus 1.5 strokes gained approach performance was his best in like a month. So um, getting a little better. Really? The Masters, he led the field in strokes gained approach. Uh, it's not in it's not fantasy, fantasy National. National. That's the <laughs> With the, uh, you gotta go know, deep. What's the what's the, the weather discord. app? The dark. It's like the dark, dark sky, sky of dark sky golf stats. <laughs> dark sky is the goat. Um, RickRumgood.com. Check Rick it out. Rick Um Played okay here last year. Made the cut, but he wasn't actually playing well um, in the leading up to that. He has been playing well. I think you, you have to strike on Cam when he's kind of showing some form like, like he is now. Yeah, I'm with you. There. Drive it and putt Cam. it. Yep. Drive and putt. To, to victory. That's the formula this yep. week. Um, Sammy's boy, Davis Riley. I was just, I was just, yeah. him, I was gonna say, I might have to tail Sammy. <laughs> I got sixty-five. I don't know what he's at right now. Yeah, that's that was what I'm Monday. There, yeah. um, and then a couple guys have talked up Mav McNeely this week. It might be a Mav week. I, I just can't miss it. I've already burned too much money on this guy. I may, I may have quit on our our boy Mav. Mm. I don't blame Sadly. you. I had quit too, but people are talking him up. You know, he's plenty long. You got to be long here and makes a bunch of birdies, you know. So, and par five scoring also in the mm. top 10. So, I think there's a good case to be made. And what did I get him at? 65 to 1. Yeah. Yep. I mean, same number as Davis Riley. I, maybe they're the same player, but yeah. Put 20 bucks on that. So, that'd be a nice payday. Nice. Yeah. And I'm going, uh, I'm going Wolf. I, I saw enough last I just week. 130 um, to 130 one. craziness. Yeah. So, Although you know, that quote was kind of amazing about how he <laughs> lost every ball in his bag or something, and then the first day he had like he shot five under. Like, yeah. He had no idea what was going on. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he but he gained in every major area, green across the board. So that's a very good sign. Um, just got to avoid those big numbers and those short putts. I think it was Friday they showed or Saturday. I think he three-putted from, like, five feet, so um, we're going to need to avoid that. But, yeah, the fact he showed a little life and he's not, like, 50-1, to one, um, I think there's a little, little bit of value, 130-1. to one. He can make a bunch of birdies. We've seen him do that. So Good long iron player, too. Yeah. I like any TPC correlations, too. Like, uh, this is a TPC course. He played well at Twin Cities. He won there, obviously, mm-hmm. TPC mm. course. Um, a call. couple other guys that have played well at TPC courses that I've added – Figala, another good mm. number on him this yeah, week. Yeah, can't miss that. I was just, um, just going to say. Played solid in Mexico. 150 to 1. Mm. Yeah. Sam Bo yeah. Hostler, your boy, 250 no, to 1. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, 250 to 1. Do He's a Dallas guy, I think too. he finished yeah. dead last last week. Wow. So do not do that. He was, he was, <laughs> someone tweeted it. It looked like one of our scorecards. He was plus 6 through 5. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> that's, that's like. Tough. Unheard of behavior. Good. Well, Jason Day had the 36 hole lead, and then he was that five was bad. Three, five on, mm-hmm. on the next day. I did not expect that, to be honest. That was he's, I mean, he's interesting. He's what, 55? Mm-hmm. Here yeah. In that range? I Have bet you... him at 65 on Monday. I just, okay. Like, the more I think about it, I hate the bet, but yeah. um, just felt like. Weather was tough. Weather was tough for him. Yeah. That was that was pretty True. unfair. This is not the type of course you'd expect him to play well at. You'd expect kind of a tougher, you know, ball striking venue, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's a whatever week. Yeah. yeah. I, it is. It's, it's, it's it a is. putting contest. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, and piece we got, of obviously, we got the PGA <laughs> next week that we're already yeah. Save your bullets. For. Yeah. Um, Just bombs. 60, right. and, 60 and higher. All right. First round leader. Thoughts? Yeah, well, first mm. I want to say DraftKings has a bunch of guys at 800 to 1 right now. I don't what? know if it's a mistake. For first round? No, to win. 
And we're win? talking like PJ Tour winners, including your boy oh, Bill yeah. Haas. Yeah, 800. Jason Duffner. Like, actual names. Richie Wawrenski. 800 to 1. I don't know what's going on. It goes from 500 to 1 Jim Herman for some reason and then just jumps I see that. to 800. Ve- Justin, oh, Justin Leonard. Leonard. In the field? Justin Leonard. Yeah, yeah, Justin Leonard and Bill Haas for the same. Comeback <laughs> I almost want to bet a dollar on everyone at 800 to 1. Yeah, it's crazy. Brandon Hagee. I did do Our Brandon Hagee. Yeah. I bet $3 Wait, on him to win 2400 uh, Hell yeah. That's, He's that's made three of his last five cuts. That doesn't Bomber. make any sense. Bomber. Doing Good right on Ben. <laughs> Another guy that's Same. played well at TPC we courses. We, any of our bets might tip them off. And, uh, I know. I mean, yeah. it's out of control. How about Sung Yul Now? Morgan plays Hoffman, Sung Yul Now. JJ Clean. I would not. I would not discourage <laughs> anyone from betting a dollar on everyone at 800, $820. It's like the <laughs> Kevin from the Office moment where he bets on what is it, one thousand and one. <laughs> Yeah. On John Mellencamp. 10,000 to 1 on John Mellencamp. <laughs> you can get 10,000 to 1 on anything. 800 to 1 on. There's guys with multiple PJ uh, Tour this wins. Austin Cook? Cook! I mean, these are. This is the anti Austin Cook. Maybe, <laughs> though, I like it because yeah. the length. I'm going to do right. a $3 bet. He's a, he's a boomer bust candidate. I'm in. Let's go. Wow. Three bucks to win 2,400. Dreams are made of mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, those are some great. I was going to say, I mean, some of these odds at the top are a little tough, especially yeah. Will Z, but man, DK hooking go, it back go up deep. at the bottom. If you go deep. Taking our money um, $1 at a time. <laughs> um, any uh, first round thoughts? Yeah, Champ will be on the board for sure. Kitayama, I think I'm going to put on yes. it because he's red hot. And I, I bet think, him out right too. Yeah, I almost want to do that because I believe he's, what, over 100, 130? 100. Yeah. Yeah, I like the first round though with him. Those are the only two guys I mentioned, so I'll take two um, submissions if you got them out there. Um, I saw someone yeah. making a pretty strong case for uh, George Spieth. First round? Yeah. Hmm. It's 40 yeah. to 1 here. What about, I actually what, about, what about Matt Wolf? I actually was thinking about Wolf because he's another. I mean, he almost had the first round lead last 90 week. 90 to 1. Did, did he end up getting it? No, because. Or was it? So oh, it was Day. Not, it was Day. Yeah, Who was on my board. First, yeah. first time and then, all and year you, someone was on the board. It's like split and you have to like look to see. It was like right on the. I don't know if it was. Might not have been him. I don't know if it would have been Day. It's funny to say. But if you go been. back and listen to the podcast, I yeah. said Jason Day did. candidate for 63. He shot 63. I didn't bet it, of course. That's pretty sick. Brutal. That is brutal. So, But we're gaining on it. We got somebody on the board at least. Yeah. Yeah, got someone on board. If I was a scumbag, I would be betting all four names each week secretly. But I'm not. I, <laughs> I stay true to the dark. Why yeah. would that be a scumbag? <laughs> yeah, because it'd be, be cheating the people. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Actually, though, you would have hit. You would have recouped. So. Yeah. I th- I I'd have to go back and look. I thought someone else was on it, but I think J- Day was the first one who was actually on the board. I think you're right. Wow. Okay. So that's good. Um, Cognizant. Since you played Upper Montclair Cognizant. recently, can you uh, oh, yeah. give us? A we said it this part? morning. I, I hope I hope it's Cupcho. I think I'm going to bet Cupcho, our girl, thirty-five to one. Wait, go Deeks. Scouting report. Um, Gabby said one. it. Rough's not too bad. Greens are lightning. Um, places pure. I'm interested to watch it. I've played that course many times. Um, Got to deal with the Garden State Parkway yep. in your backswing at all times. Route three, right there. Ghost of Johnny Sack. Ghost of Johnny Sack. Um, it's a cool spot. The greens are fun. I'm, I'm, the, I'm interested to see uh, small greens. how they use the slope. No, they're pretty big, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've never had the pleasure. Upper Montclair. Yeah, you gotta, we got to get you out there. I'd love to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> got, 
<laughs> Good don't at me. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Since we missed we, don't we, at we, me. I was going to ask you that. Go ahead. Wait, I didn't have any. Before we leave LPGA. Yeah. Double, double cup Joe and yeah. JT, you will be rich. I like I that. I put eight bucks on it. 3,000 bucks. Wow. Cup Joe, Tom. Give the people that. Yeah, that'll yeah. be JT? the way. That's the way okay. to bet. Yep. JT this sorry. week. I like that. Um, I like that. I might, might do that right now, too. Yeah. Don't at me. I mean, I've said it before on Twitter, gotten some blowback, but New Jersey golf, better than anywhere in the world, in my opinion. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Okay, wait, wait. Hang wait. On. You, Which you is fa- throw I these mean, things out there. It's, fact, it's fact-based. Are we have saying, the number one it, golf course on the planet true? is in New Jersey. Yeah. True. But how many courses are in the I could top go on 100? and on. That's the thing. It's like no, there's not. like no. 10 that no, that aren't in the top I'm a Jersey 100. Guy, and yeah. I, Arcola, I mean, Mountain Ridge. If you want to say public courses, then I'll you are 100% correct because New York stinks. Yeah, that's true. But uh, other than Bethpage, but you got to drive that to Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure public golf, you crush it. it probably, it's yeah. Not, yeah. It's not better. Uh, I think so. I think it is. Just not better than anywhere. Long Island yeah. is New York. Long Island yeah. is oh, like I know. Right. of the top 100. On it's like yeah, because, because you can see the water from a bunch of them. Well, if, you put, if you put an ocean next to Somerset Hills, it's the best course on the planet. It's such a, it's, I, I it's like steroids. It's steroids for it. golf courses. No, there's a few there's, there's a few some. weak holes on Somerset, if, if we're being honest. Mm. That back little corner, 15, 16, those aren't great. There's a, bur- right, there's a right. Burritz back there. Right, John Huggin. <laughs> you, I mean, John Huggin thinks Pebble Beach stinks because it wouldn't be good if the ocean was there. The ocean's <laughs> there! That's <laughs> the, the point! Right. I mean, that's why that hole is 100 yards, because if it was any more than that, you couldn't play it. Right. It'd be unplayable. Right. It, you know, it goes down onto the peninsula there <laughs> pound uh, for pound garden state okay no no I nowhere mean, I'm, better I'm, I'm glad you have pride in your state and, <laughs> and pu- public wise it's i mean it crushes new york yeah i know that much because new york is you just can't throw out these statements without like <laughs> well that's, that's the point a lot of, of these california that's the point of well, the except, segment is well, it not? well i'm channeling let's just the say water's wet instead <laughs> All right, California is so great, of course. I mean, oh, it's no, nice. It's nice. To, it's nice to have the Pacific Ocean next to every course out there. That is nice. But Jersey Shore has like a lot of miles on the water. Yeah, so not many golf courses. Well, yeah. then they well, blew it. Right, waste a lot of land. <laughs> Manisquan River, another another hit, you know hidden gem out there down the shore. Nobody talks about <laughs> Spring Lake. Spring Lake, another yeah. hidden gem. Okay. <clears throat> Right. So ipso facto, it's Hollywood. better than every other state. I Hollywood. think, I think pound to pound, it is a spirited defense <laughs> of his home state. You li- you New York, it? just I mean, there's nowhere better than New York golf, except New Jersey. The breath <laughs> of New York golf. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a bigger state too, more more room to to operate with. Oh. Pound big, for big pound. Okay, it's like pound. Muggsy Bogues. Pound. Deeks. Dude, how He's many a deek? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Can we mention it? This is amazing. <laughs> I had yeah, no idea. He's That's a, news to me. Muggsy. Yeah. An all-timer. Wow. Yeah. Wake's got some ledges. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything else to talk about? That was that was interesting. I didn't didn't see us going there. We talked. We got the confessional. <laughs> we said we were going to keep we, this short. Yeah, yeah. We said we were going to keep this short. It might be one of the longest ones we've ever done. <laughs> it's definitely the longest. On top of the longest interview with Rick Rowley. Again. Well worth it. Good. Th- I mean, there there's no rules. That, that that's there are no good rules. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No rules. <laughs> maybe uh, there should be. <laughs> maybe maybe there should. Um, all right. Anyway, well, let's wrap up. Yeah, uh, it was fun. I we I'm hungry. Let's get some more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good stuff. 
thanks again to Rick Riley for joining us. Uh, check out his new book, So Help Me Golf. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Greg Godfrey. Please check back uh, next week when... Uh, little event. little event known as the PJ Championship. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. See you.